0: Today is May thirteenth, season three, episode thirteen. Decky, find a way. How we doing,
1: Decky? Find a way. Good, Andy Four Eyes. I'm having a great time today, big man. We have an unreal episode here today for you, Michael E. Jordan, not to be confused with Michael Jordan. He is an incredible dude, incredible entrepreneur. His story started a little early, started early, and
0: he went through some troubles. Beginning of college, he took his business full-time, and the story goes from there. He found a way to move forward and advance and become an unreal product.
1: Oh, absolutely, dude. Um, So without further ado, let's give it up for Michael Jordan.
0: Jordan, welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh. Okay,
1: so Michael Jordan, not to be confused with Michael Jordan. That's that's a tough name to have in this uh, in this day and age. How's that been going for you? Uh,
2: you know, it's it's not it's not as bad as you think. I only probably get it like ten or eleven times a day. Oh my god, my whole life. But mm-hmm. No, it's brutal, man. It's yeah. it's awful. It's 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 definitely a curse. And
0: Look, we don't hey, we don't even need to jump into that. Like ESPN did a whole bit on this guy that got drafted on Michael Jordan. I was like, really? You went there? You, you don't, really? Yeah, you don't think that kid had enough of that already? Now ESPN is doing this whole bit. Like yeah. Back Pocket's not gonna do that bit.
1: No, and yeah. what we'll say is you know, you're the true Michael Jordan. And whenever exactly. I, I we go there, but well, no, you are. And <laughs> you you run Unreal. And as Unreal grows and becomes this national icon brand, it's like, oh, yeah, that's founded by Michael Jordan. And we're just gonna Michael make sure. E. Jordan. Michael E. Jordan.
2: Yeah. 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 Go. We got to throw the E in there just yeah. to differentiate a little bit. That, <laughs> yeah. that was a recent change.
0: <laughs> Love that move. Well, Michael, let's tap into who you are, because we got to talk off air and learn about your story. But our marketing interns, our listeners don't know you. Um, we got to learn that you're kind of, you had that entrepreneurial bug early on in your life and I would just love for you to tap into like when you started realizing, Hey, I wanted to start doing my kind of my own thing and you, you were branching out, trying things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it kind of really started my, my father was a bit of an entrepreneur. He has a construction company, um, totally different realm, obviously a lot more traditional than, than what I'm doing, but What's the name um, of the construction company? S.A. Jordan Construction. Oh, okay. So my brother, Andrew, actually took that over. So it's it's been a family business. Um, cool. My dad, and my mom started it. Now my brother and his wife are running wow. it. And so that was kind of like my path growing up. I was like, all right, I'm going to join the construction company once so I'm like 16 or 15 years old and go from there and do what my brother did. And and I saw those guys getting up, like grinding at like 5 a.m. Like He's a construction yeah, I work. I work, freezing for, temperatures and- I work
1: for PCL Construction. I don't okay. know who they are. Yeah, yeah. They're general contact around here. It's exactly what you were just getting into. Like, I've never experienced just like true grit. <laughs> yeah, true Being grit. Like, that's what it, yeah. it's really it's what it is. It's not a grind. It's true grit. That's, yeah. that's a way better way to phrase it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is this um, up north? east uh jobs or are they kind of all over the, uh, the twin uh, cities
2: kind of all over the twin cities i mean they do a lot of projects at, at the um like mall of america and, mm-hmm. and uh airport and stuff like that so mm-hmm. they're a, a commercial drywall company oh um but they're headquartered in wiper lake which is where i grew up
0: great right on yeah that's really cool that you're you able to see that in your family too because like that's just motivating in itself
2: totally yeah mm-hmm. i mean i saw them kind of carve their own path and i really liked the idea of you know owning a business and, and kind of um controlling the outcome of you know what you want to do with your life and and I just had a, a few different ideas, and I was I was really young when I first kind of got the the bug, if you will. But um, I saw like you you guys you guys are with me in age, kinda. I mean, we're a couple years apart, but you saw like when dial up internet was a thing, and like websites were just like shit, right? Like, oh, horrible, they, yeah. It, and then all of a sudden, Comcast comes out, and like websites became like the best, right? Like it was it went from like HTML just like basic to now like there's graphics and flash and and things going on everywhere and that really like intrigued me and and kind of sparked my interest and so i started doing research and trying to figure out like how do you make a website right like what goes into it and i I learned a ton and just started to kind of piece together Um, i was 13 at the time you're kidding and so i was just like like putting a lot of time into google and Mm -hmm. like figuring out tutorials and stuff and and uh, I was way more into, like, the the graphic design side of things than necessarily the coding. But I had to kind of learn both in order to do it because there wasn't, like, Shopify and, th- you know, Wix and things like yeah, that Squarespace. The right. Yeah. There was, like, Weebly or something. But it was, like, you don't use that. Or GoDaddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I did it the hard way but figured it out. And then um, I was a caddy at the time at, at Delwood Country Club. And so, like, I was going to the golf course every morning and carrying bags to these guys that happen to own businesses so I was like, all right, I'm going to make websites for these guys and just undercut the web design agencies by half and I'll still get like two to five grand a website. So like that was legit for me at that age, like pick up a website and just like you know, grind it out in a week. And then, you know, it turned into, I was doing these websites for guys and then they would call me and say like, Hey, can you do some polo shirts too? And and maybe some hats or whatever. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll figure it out. And so that was kind of the intro into the apparel world was just started making phone calls to find some embroidery guys locally. And. I came across this guy, Derek Cooper in Wiper Lake, and, and his wife, Randy, and, and they were kind of running this, this um, sportswear company out of their basement. And, and um, I said, hey, man, like, I need some polos, and can you, can you help me out and just do some embroidery on? I have no idea even where to start. And so he kind of got me, got me in and got me interested. And when I saw, like, the physical product, I just, like, fell in love with, like, making a physical product and seeing it out in public, right? And so I think that's kind of when like the itch happened of like, I want to create a brand and I want to have, I want to see it on shelves at the mall and I want to see people walking around wearing it. And that's, that's kind of when that started. And so I continued doing websites and did, you know, a little bit of apparel projects here and there through like junior high and high school. Still caddying then, uh, through like eighth grade. Or that's something. a brilliant
0: business model. I <laughs> love that. move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think I did. That's really like, eighth or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, got pretty busy playing hockey and stuff. And then, mm-hmm. um, I was going to go to the art Institute and and do college there and become like, you know, I wanted to be like the best web designer ever. And I knew they had the programs for it. And so I went and toured it and I was just like, you know, this isn't for me. There's like kids with green hair sitting in the corner, like legs folded, like, I, you know, this is weird. This isn't college to me. And, and not what I envisioned. I'm watching like American Pie at home. You know, I'm like, this yeah. is not college. All right. <laughs> like, maybe I'm going to rethink my future a little bit. <laughs> and, and so I, I I made the reasoning and it was a good reasoning, but it wasn't probably the right reasoning. I was like, you know, I want the college experience. I'm going to go learn business instead of, you know, trying to perfect web designing. And so I landed on Mankato and and um, went down to Mankato my freshman year. And that's kind of when things really started to kind of take take shape a little bit i was i was doing freelance graphic design projects and like web design projects and stuff just in my apartment and um my roommates were playing a lot of video games like loved call of duty and and all that stuff and playing all night long and, and one night they came into my room and said uh, dude you got to see this like these kids are making hundred thousand dollars a tournament playing these video game tournaments and he shows me this picture of these kids like holding this hundred grand monster check and they're wearing these like screen printed t-shirts with 30 different logos of sponsors on them and And so I'm looking, I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm like working on this freelance project right now for this, um, like softball manufacturing company. And, uh, they're doing this dye sublimation printing process, which is essentially like you can, you can digitally print an entire garment, like any, an unlimited amount of colors there, it's kind of no limits. And so I'm currently like designing a catalog for this guy and they showed me this picture. I'm like, hold on, like, let me see that picture again. There might be an opportunity here who does gaming jerseys? Cause we could do sublimation jerseys for the video game world. And so I searched, you know, gaming jerseys.com is like the first thought that comes to my mind and nothing exists. It was like, go ahead and buy it for $7. Okay, sweet. So I bought it threw a coupon on it and get it for like three bucks. And uh, then, there you go. Yeah. bought like every version of that and gamer jerseys.com and everything else. And I, I created this website um, to sell jerseys to these video game players. And I went back to the guy that I was freelancing for. I called him and just said, hey, can we you know, meet at a coffee shop in the cities and I want to pitch you on this idea I have. And so I got the website like built out and then went and showed it to him and I said, here's, here's what I'm going to do. You know, if, if you're interested, I'd love to, to partner up with you and, and go into business. And essentially the way I see it is you do all the manufacturing and, and distribution and I'll run the rest of the business. And I said, and the only thing I had heard at that point was like, make sure you maintain control of your business so you need to maintain 51%. Mm-hmm. And I'm 18 at the time. That's yeah, uh, this is know. this is
0: blowing my mind because you're 18 at the time and you're going at this pretty much solo. Or yeah. who, who's in your parents in the corner on the other like advisors or? I mean, my parents
2: were kind of like, yeah, if you want to try, it, go ahead and wait. So what they're happens. supportive but in that way. Yeah, 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 yeah they are supportive, but they yeah. kind of thought I was like nuts for wanting to start this. You know, like mm-hmm. video game jerseys. I don't get it. Like, are you making jerseys that are in the game? Like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's such a parody thing. thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> but we got it. Like 2010, 2011. That was like right at the peak of like you're starting to see it on ESPN. Like quick yeah. scoping and no scoping for sure. Oh yeah, you I'm know, a big Halo guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was like what Halo Three, Halo uh Reach. I think at the time. Oh yeah. Oh man, I was it's that was one of my just post MW2. MW2. Oh my yeah. god. Were you guys playing
2: Halo One or Two at all? I played a lot of Halo Two. Halo Two? Yeah. That was that was the deal. It Halo was Halo Two was the deal. Halo Two Halo was Three amazing. was good and then it kinda went down after It did. That, it know, did unfortunately. But.
1: Halo two for the Xbox, the original Xbox <laughs> yes. was oh my god, one of the one of the best games. But you were so you were all Halo or did you play a l- little bit of Modern Warfare two?
2: I played Modern Warfare Two. Okay. Yeah,
0: Everyone was in on that one. Oh, yeah. 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 Even I even like the Madden two thousand four guru jumped in on abdub 2 because all his friends were doing it peer pressure yeah I the guy in the, in the last i played a lot of nhl like mm-hmm. back in the day too. okay I,
2: yeah i'm a big ea sports guy too so okay. like yeah. video games was always like part of you know my culture growing up but i was i was way into the sports thing and like played hockey and lacrosse growing up too and um
0: yeah and you and you could tell because you got it like you realized you need to get this these many domains and capture this market and you knew the right things to look up you were inside you had the knowledge industry out like from
1: you knew the niche. You it knew was like, niche. oh, they yeah. need, these guys need jerseys for playing video games, and no one really understood that at the time, yeah. <laughs> especially the, like, <laughs> especially the people running the business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at it now,
2: though, I'm like, all right, gaming. If I came back and like did gamingjerseys.com again, it like wouldn't work because you need a brand. Now there's like 50 brands that make jerseys, and they're right. legit. So, it's like, that'd be like having com. You know, people aren't going to buy them from there. They're going to buy them at Nike. You know, like it's sure. just exactly. the way it goes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, now it'd be a little tricky to compete. You know, it would have had to evolve, you know, from there. But um, that's kind of how it got started was I was in college and, and they showed me this thing. I'm like, okay, I started it up. This guy agrees to partner with me. But his stipulation was, you know, yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested, but let's go 50 50 and not 51 49. I'm like, you know, I thought about it for about a second and a half and, and then realize that this guy's you know a 45 year old established businessman and wants to be in business with me and i don't know much at all you know no excuses needed i mean like yeah i'm like yeah well i didn't lose control i mean we're still kind of both in you know in the same pedestal sure let's do it (laughs) and (laughs) that was my first mistake and and so went into business and and things were going good you know we launched this website and people were buying our jerseys pretty pretty frequently and and um ran it for i don't know maybe six months or eight months or so and then um, we attracted the attention of this MLG company, which is ma- or major league gaming is like the, the NFL or NHL or, or video games. Yeah. And, and so they're kind of like the governing body. That was our goal was like, let's get in with those guys. If we can somehow work out a licensing deal, that'll be, it'll be enormous. And, and so we just kind of drilled the phones and, and reached out on LinkedIn and and ended up getting a meeting with them in Dallas for their world championship event. And so we flew out there and like 20% of the teams probably were wearing our jerseys and like we showed up with like boxes full of them and like handed them out, you know, to these guys that had bought them online. And so that was pretty cool to see. And then like walking around with with these guys that are like the executives at MLG, which at the time I was like, what, what is an executive at MLG, right? Like 20 year old, I have no idea. And sure enough, it was like a 65 year old guy, like seasoned businessman just left major league soccer to come over to major league gaming. And he was like one of the VPs. And, and I said, why would you leave major league soccer for this? And he's like, way bigger opportunity and that's when i was like okay we're on to something here like this guy knows his shit and he just left major league soccer to to do this Mm -hmm. wow and so so that's when we kind of like we're like all right we're on to something here there's a lot of guys wearing our jerseys it's clearly the better product than these t-shirts that the other guys are wearing and so everybody kind of caught wind at that point and then they flew us back out for their next tournament and offered us a, a licensing deal and so this is now i'm like midway through sophomore year of college and I'd been at the time just running it for my apartment driving back on the weekends and and grinding it out in in the office and and um and so we ended up getting to the the table and like getting ready to sign this deal and
1: you and the founder of oh, the other founder yeah 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 okay.
2: co-founder and and so he had this idea of, well, let's, let's hold on a second. Let's merge our companies together first. So the, the original like softball company, which I was under the impression it was like this nationwide distributor and huge company. And, and I was like, well, if if that's the conversation you want to have, then I need to see the numbers, right? I need to see the books and make sure that this is financially making sense. I'm not just like inheriting debt or something, you know? Right. And his reasoning for wanting to merge them was because you know, he had family members involved in the other business and we're using the same equipment and, in, you know, wanted to make sure that, well, what would have happened was, or his idea of it was, he keeps his 50%, my 50 goes to 25, and his brother comes in. And so, for me, that oh, was kind what? of a tough pill to swallow, right? Like, I created this company, and now he wants me to, like, basically give half to his brother, and then their family has 75% of the company, which, now I know that's losing control. As and, a simple
1: and, math guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't make sense. That, but
2: it, it didn't make sense, so... <sighs> Disagree with that notion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 19 at the time. He's forty-five. He's forty-five. Yeah. So pretty persuasive, you know, mm-hmm. and and um kind of just trying to strong arm this thing through. And it, it got to the point where like we needed to lawyer up. And and so we spent the next eight months in arbitration. And and so like I'm a 19-year-old college dropout going through arbitration and like needed to like air out, you know, all my dirty laundry to this this executive and MLG of like what's going on, because I'm like, okay, we can't sign this deal when we don't have our internal structure together and and so it was like just the diciest thing going on and and um did i i touched on the dropping out part right yeah okay so that's crazy this was like it went on for eight months long of just like sitting at a a conference table with our lawyers and and he and i and just like hashing this thing out and it was just like it was a nightmare man it was like i got to the point where i was like i'm not gonna see any light at the end of this tunnel so I better just cut my losses and and so at that point i was like 50 grand in debt with my lawyer and 30 oh. grand with the school and now i lost this whole contract because we spent eight months trying to figure this out and they're just like all right you guys you guys we're gonna move on you know and and so probably like honestly the lowest point of my career hopefully will always be the lowest point of my career um but just a tough a tough like battle to go through like waking up every day just like sick to your stomach feeling like you know this baby that you just created is now like just gone right like mm-hmm. it sucked and and so I think it was like the day after so I pulled the plug on this and I was like all right like the next day I need to start something new and I had this idea like had this idea for a, creating a company called unreal like maybe a year earlier and really? and and I um it was supposed to be just like a side project like t-shirt graphic tea company and you know i would heard all these athletes like every time they get interviewed they're saying that was unreal right or like anytime they're describing something awesome it's that was
1: unreal sam says that a lot too i don't think i've never ever sam's never not said unreal anytime that yeah, is a something.
0: strong word in your vocabulary <laughs> so
2: so you started saying unreal after you won the hat giveaway then on our mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. No, I'm
1: Mankato
0: original so I, I know. Okay, I'm okay. Doing. Oh yeah, yeah people yeah. people
1: forget Sam Sam also went to Mankato at one point. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of wild. <laughs>
0: Before you get to unreal, uh just to unpack a little bit of the mindset of you dropping out, like finally saying I'm going to go I'm um, go all in on the the uh, video game uh, yeah. yep. jerseys. Cause you didn't necessarily touch on that a little bit. I'm really curious.
2: Yeah. So it was basically a situation where the MLG had offered us this contract and we looked at the numbers and we're like, this is like, this is going to be a monster deal. Right. And it was so big to the point where I'm like, I can, no way I can run this from my college apartment. Like I need to drop out. I need to be in the office every day and, and running this company. And you know, school will be there when I, if I need to come back, but
3: Mm.
2: I, you know, I I think it's right move right now to leave, but that was still very, not like not at all easy. You know, it was Mm -hmm. definitely a big decision in my, in my life that needed to be made. But, um, honestly, I would say the year that I dropped out, I probably no no discredit to school, but I learned so much in that year and a half off of just like going through the trials and tribulations of, of, you know, uh, an arbitration session for eight months was such a learning process Mm -hmm. that like, yeah, I mean, it today it's it sucks. Still thinking about like that opportunity was just like vanished, right? But and, and lost. But
0: were there times during arbitration where you th- like there was a, a light at the end of the tunnel for a second, where like I we might win this thing?
2: Totally. Yeah, I mean, it actually oh, it was. That's even <laughs>
0: more heartbreaking, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was so tough between him and I, like just being stubborn or whatever. That we could, we agreed early on that like we're not going to work together, but there's a way that we can figure out how hmm. to you know one of us runs it kind of thing. And so he was, he was very adamant that he needed to be the one running it. And so the agreement that we sort of came to was, all right, I'll step away, but I'll still run the website and pump designs into it because I'm getting paid a royalty every time we sell a Jersey. So it makes sense for me, you know, my interests are aligned with his in terms of getting new cool product out. And so I, I kind of like the idea, you know, at at that point I'm like, I'll, I'll spend the rest of my time starting up on real and I'll still make royalties on this, I mean, I didn't love it, but you know, it was reasonable and and there was something, there was something there. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we would come to that agreement and then we would get a contract back two days later and it was like, there's fine print buried on page 46. that says like, if the gaming jerseys logo is not on the Jersey, then no royalties are paid. And so it's like, if they change the logo is, I think the way it was worded, if they change the logo, no royalties get paid to me. It's like, okay, I'm not an idiot tomorrow the logo gets changed and i'm x'd out of this whole deal Mm -hmm. you know so it was just like shady shit going on the whole time
1: that's a that's it like in a more broader perspective like starting something and having it really blow up and you're like ready to roll blow up so much to the point where the opportunity is so big that you bag school for the time and then it all kind of falls apart and now you're, you know, starting another company with Unreal having great success. But did that experience initially kind of provide you um, a, just a different perspective of like, hey, not like I don't care how much success we have. Like it could be taken away from you at any point. Totally. <clears throat> yeah. 100%. I mean, that was that was the best learning lesson I could have ever had.
2: And, and it happened to you when you're <clears> at <throat> 19 years old. Right. It happened at an, an early enough age where I could rebound from that. And yeah. it's not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not losing everything, my house and you know, everything. So um it was yeah, it was such a learning lesson that like now has developed me into having real fundamentals about how how I make decisions and and really appreciating like the value of a dollar too. I mean, now I absolutely work my tail off to earn a dollar versus you know i was about to hit a home run on my first swing at, at age 19 and if it would have happened I'd, i just wouldn't have had the appreciation for what it takes to to make it you know and and so it's definitely changed my perspective and shaped you know who i am and how i make decisions for sure
0: mm-hmm. we're not necessarily a, a negative podcast but just to put this guy on on blast for a second <coughs> um here we go is, <laughs> how big was this guy's softball company was it just like was he rolling out like the park district uh turf company at the end of the day like he he really had nothing and he was being a huge asshole yeah i mean essentially
2: that's what that's what we uncovered but Mm -hmm. it was he was running the rec
1: league sponsorship deals sick
2: i mean he had like a nice facility and everything and like he had you know state-of-the-art equipment and all that so when when he had mentioned like yeah we're we're a nationwide softball supplier we do hockey everything else and I, i believed him you know and and i never really like put two and two together that I didn't see boxes in and out every single day when I was there, but I was also there on the weekends. So, you know, it, it could have been justified, but, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it just wasn't at all what it turned out to be. I like overheard, um, like his father was kind of like a mentor or whatever through the whole thing and overheard him say something like once we were doing like, 10 grand a month or something in sales with the gaming jerseys thing um he, he said something like we haven't been doing 10 grand a month in a long time or and forever and i'm
3: like what
1: like <laughs> yeah this is a, na- a national supplier we're talking about and you like, just found this cash cow 18 year old who like found this video game route that's yeah. nuts dude oh my
2: god yeah, ever talk to I mean, him again Actually, I mean, he hits me up on Facebook like once or twice a year, asking if like I still want to maybe join forces
1: again and do it again. No, but
2: it's oh, like, a, hey man, it looks God. like you're doing really well. Like, can we can we reignite this thing? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah, <laughs> know, fifty fifty. 50? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Actually, the last one he sent me like this has been like you know four years of this, but like yeah. the last one was he said something at the end like totally under your terms like you run the show kind of thing and i was laughing pretty hard about that (laughs) (laughs) i used him on the response i'm not gonna get into it again but Mm -hmm. you know it was yeah it was tricky but like i said i had this idea for this unreal company and and i actually showed it to my former business partner and and like while we were running the gaming jerseys thing he's like dude this is awesome like we're going to do this. We'll just like, we got to focus on gaming jerseys right now, but let's, yeah, let's keep this in our back pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this guy gets it. Dude. Yeah, and, so. <laughs> and so we did, we kept it in our back pocket. Like I already had a website made and like some t-shirt designs and stuff like that. And, and then when I decided like, all right, there's, there's really not going to be any upside on this gaming jerseys thing. Let's pull the plug. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but I got to start something. So I was like, well, first thing, first idea is obviously fire up this unreal company and let's see if we can sell some T-shirts, but you know I gotta figure out some other way to stay on my feet. You know, like this; these aren't overnight sensations. So, mm-hmm. um, I ended up going and getting my real estate license and or my appraiser's license, and then I started working at a. a um an appraisal shop a, a guy that I caddied for you know back in the day
0: I thought you were going to say you you went back to Delwood <laughs> and you didn't grab the bags we went back to the bag room <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um
2: no I uh I called up Tom Conroy's his name and he owns this um town and Country Appraisals and so he he gave me a job and I had to go get licensed and, and kind of go through the whole the whole ringer to get you know certified and everything but um, learn how to do that. And I was having fun with it and, you know, making a steady paycheck. So that was, it was helped me pay off these, these legal bills and, and everything yeah, else. Geez. But, um, living at home with my mom during this process and I started up the unreal website, things were going okay. Like, you know, people, the initial response is pretty good and people are buying some t-shirts, but you know, exactly what I expected. It wasn't like, you know, I'm getting rich off this thing. It was pretty, pretty low key. So, um, <clears throat> one day I'm at the the appraisal office and I get a phone call from this guy and, He's like, hey, are you the T-shirt guy? I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, I'm at the appraisal office, but, uh, yeah, who's this? He's like, well, this is Jordan Leopold, and I need some T-shirts. And I'm like, Jordan Leopold, I'm like, what? Like, this is my idol growing up. I don't know if you guys know who Jordan is, but um, he played 13 years in the NHL. Before that, he was with the Gophers. Um, oh, wow! And won the Hobie Baker, which is, you know, it's like the Heisman of hockey, and Whoa. and um actually finished his career with the Wild. Um, but at the time, he's with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, yeah, no awesome. kidding, no kidding.
1: See, we don't know. We are very. Uh, we don't get it because you know, <laughs> we're not from here. But you know, a guy like Sam helps us out with a little bit of perspective. We're trying to dominate the sandbox. This is good. This is a good uh, sandbox history lesson. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> onward. Gotta have many interns. <laughs> yes. Um, so so Jordan calls and and I'm like I'm shell shocked. You know, I'm like, my my yeah. jaw drops and I like walk out of the walk out of the office and my boss is like Where the hell are you going? I'm just like kind of like. Give me a second, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm the T shirt guy. Of course I am. Like, what what do you need? And he, he's like, Well, I need some fantasy football shirts. Like, we got a league going in the locker room and my boys need some some shirts. And so here's what I'm thinking. It was like his team is called the torsos because him and his D partner like apparently have like way bigger torsos than than the legs. It's like disproportionate. <laughs> Everyone gives some shit about it. So that's awesome. So I'm like, all right, like I'll figure it out like i gotta figure out the design yeah. and like the first thing that came to my mind was johnny drama the old cartoon character yeah and so i did these like johnny drama t-shirts with like a goal post in the background and put the torsos on it and and sent him these t-shirts and like he loved them and i put some like serious time into like this design and i'm like yeah. smital i gotta i gotta please him here even though it's a joke and these, they're gonna wear them twice probably mm-hmm. um but he loved him he calls me back two days later and he's like Hey man, I got another project for you. I need um I need another round of t-shirts. This time I'm going to send you an, an image so our coach Ken Hitchcock from the St. Louis Blues um, he always wears this like Walmart sweater that has the like, words hockey or just the word hockey in like impact font with like a puck crashing through the text. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A Walmart <laughs> t-shirt. So he's like, <laughs> so Walmart. I, the, the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, is like total hard ass. He wears this every single day at practice. And the guys are always like laughing about it. He's like, so I need, I'm going to send you a picture of it. And then I need you to recreate it on like 30 gray t-shirts and ship them out. We're going to all wear them in the locker room one day. So that happens, and like it was, you know, hilarious, and and he loved it, and so like started to kind of build the relationship with Jordan, and then once I gained a little like courage, I called him back, and and I said, hey Jordan, you know, here's what I'm really trying to do. I wanna I wanna start this brand called Unreal. It's it's going on right now, but my real dream is to get you know involved with the NHL and do like some licensed apparel. Is there any way that I could make a Saint Louis Blues hoodie or something and like send it out to you, and and if you could put it on the right person's desk, it would mean the world to me. And he's like, Yeah, man, I could do that. I mean hockey guys are just like so easy going with Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just so helpful and stuff. So so he's like, Yeah, I can do that. But you know, why don't we start with the wild? They're right right in your backyard. Like let's just start there. Like, Okay, yes. Even better. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And so he flies back and like joins me on this meeting. He got the meeting set, like I don't have the strings to pull to do that. And so he flies back, sets this meeting, and, like, I show up at the Wild's head office. I'm, I'm still 19 at this time, so, like, this is a big day for me. You know, I'm meeting my idol and then, like, going into, like, the head office of the Wild. To, like, and you're 19 Try still. to sell them on yeah. an apparel deal. Yeah. No way. Wow. And I'm, like, all right. So I'm, like, my hands are, like, shaking. You know, I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit. But we go into this meeting, and I just, like, we had built, like, a decent social media following and stuff, like, prior to this. So we had some... Traction and like some legs, I think we had like ten thousand followers or something. So nice. basically, just like gave him my pitch on, you know, hey, we'll like we'll really promote the heck out of this and like get people in your store to buy this. Like people want it. And then Jordan would like chime in and, and be like, yeah, this is what the kids want. Like if you want to be cool, you gotta you gotta go with Unreal. And so <laughs> and then he like picks up this hoodie and it was a, it was such a janky hoodie. Like it was not good. It was the first like hoodie sample that we'd ever made. Super stiff and I think it was like a medium and he's easily an XL. And and he throws it on and I could hear the seams like beginning to rip and I'm like, no, for the love of God, no. <laughs> and it stayed intact and and like I don't know, they bought it. It was awesome. And so <laughs> and, <laughs> it worked. And and so they gave me like this like small order and like, Yeah, let's you know, we'll see how it goes. And and so we did that first small order and figured well figured out how to make a good hoodie first. And then yeah, delivered, you know, delivered the good hoodies, and then they called back, said, All right, send us two hundred and fifty more. So we did, and like made this sweet design. So now we're we're using this dye sublimation process. So I learned that from the gaming jerseys thing, and so like we we digitally printed like these white um they're like digi digi camo, and um with the wild logo in green. It was like a really cool look, and those sold out like it was in one or two nights. And they're hundred dollar hoodies, which at the time was like, super expensive for a sweatshirt. Yeah, and I called uh, I called Jen Myers, the buyer at the Wild, like that weekend. I think there was like do you remember, I don't know, there's some concert going on in Mankato. It was like, uh, maybe G easy or something. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. And so like I went into like this hallway. Yeah. Yeah, It was like music's like banging in the back and I went in this hallway and I'm like, Hey Jen, like just wanted to check in and see how it went. Like I, you know, the hoodies were delivered on Friday. It's like Saturday night. She's like, they sold through. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, they're gone. Like that was the fastest selling product we've ever had in hockey lodge history. And I'm like, Holy smokes. Like, yes, this is awesome. So that was like, the best night ever and it's incredible
0: just, what happened that night can, and, do, you, do you remember <laughs> it? i was already <laughs> probably half in the bag at a concert so you can
2: imagine where that one <laughs> yes was. dude, dude that, <laughs> uh, now
1: that's the coolest shit coming back to your boys be like we just sold out a fucking house yes. yeah so yeah. You're, you're back in school yeah yeah Sweet.
2: yeah yep mm-hmm. so um it was like a year and a half of being out of school um heat presses in mom's basement like i'm doing like customer service over here and like printed shirts over here and like wow trying to come up with the next product it was nuts like driving to and from the post office like three times a day and like very little interaction with friends because they're all at college right i'm still white bear so that was tricky but um but it helped keep me focused i think and and so after a year and a half i was like all right i want to go back to school like finish my college experience and like just finish what I started, you know, I've got some money into my tuition. I want to finish it. And so I went back to school and then basically brought all the heat presses into my apartment. And, and I got this roommate, like I had two guys now with me, Travis Swan and and Tanner Brust. And, and Travis was like with me since the very beginning, like probably into the gaming jerseys thing, like right. You know, when we first came up with the idea and he's a big hockey guy, like big relationship guy and knows the sales world pretty well. And so he was running our Twitter and like really getting that, the whole social media foundation built for us and doing a lot of the sales work. And then Tanner joined on, he was a friend of Travis's from high school or whatever. And this kid just like puts in the hours, like he was pressing so many shirts a day and like doing everything, like super smart guy and like um yeah, definitely influential and in like getting us going or instrumental in getting us off the ground. And so he and I lived together that year and like just, you know, printed shirts in the apartment, did the same thing we were doing at my mom's house, you know, running to the post office three times a day in between classes and stuff. And, um, and yeah, it's just kind of taking shape from there. Like we opened a small office in Mankato the next year. Um, so or this, this is, uh,
0: after uh, the 100 shirt, uh, sweatshirt sellout. Yeah. You open up the office. Yeah. Okay. He's yep. like
1: 20 at this point. Yeah. I don't know. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. That's but so nuts. But
0: if you put a number on it, if you want yeah. to put a number on it, it could be 21. Uh, maybe. 20. 21. Yeah. for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 21 for sure. That's confirmed. God. Yo, that's so nuts. Uh, that so, blows my mind. Yeah.
2: we op- well, we opened this like small little office. I mean, it was like the size of this room, like maybe a little bigger than this room, but like we had all of our inventory in there heat presses and tables. Like it was pretty compact. But then, um, like we overgrew that. So we opened up in the next unit, like next door, like just added another unit and then, um, did that for a year. And then I, I just like was accelerating all my classes too. At the time when I came back, I was taking just like an overloaded credit amount to try to get in and out as fast as possible and like continue this business. And, and so, <clears throat> um, we ended up moving to St. Paul in 2016 and, um, opened kind of an, another smaller, but well, bigger than that office. And then, did that for a year, um, and then or two years rather, and then we just moved into a, our current home um, in 2018, August of 2018. So nice. That's kind of the full full circle story of, of how shit. we got from White Bear to Mankato back to St. Paul. Yeah,
0: dude, congrats, man. Yeah, you that's went a- you went through the shitstorm. You came out. <laughs> I mean, no easier way to say it. God, that's where that's are incredible. you
1: at? Where are you at now? And uh, are you still in St. Paul in a different office? Or, yeah, we are. So, we just moved into that one in, in August of 2018,
2: so a okay. little more permanent setup. It's yeah, it's uh, it's not huge, but it's like 6,000 square feet and and definitely has a, a lot more. You know, we're not tripping over each other anymore, but yeah, kind of get to that point. We probably need to eventually look at some warehouse options and things like that, but it's working for us right now and it's it's just a lot more comfortable for us.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what's like the what's the, I don't want to say like the why of unreal, but what is kind of the, is there like an undertone or an under meaning that you're trying to sell to people outside of just people at the athletes on, I mean you said like the athletes always say unreal, but is there kind of a deeper message to the whole brand?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's the whole like underdog come up story. I mean, like most of our athletes that we work with are, they're not the guys that are, they they just, you know, overnight successes and like just yeah. born with an, a ton of talent. It's, it's more the guys that, that, kind of didn't have a shot and then just, you know, busted their ass and got to where they are and overcame adversity and and so a lot of it has to do, you know, with that underdog story because we are, you know, like we're in a world competing with Nike and Adidas and good luck, right? Like that's what everybody has told us the whole way through is good luck trying to compete in this world. So and I, and those guys hear the same thing, you know, how many one out of how many million athletes become pros and you know, they've got such an uphill battle, uh, you know,
1: that it's similar. So I think that's kind of where that underlying message comes in. I love that. What kind of uh, what's been your favorite like underdog <clears throat> athlete to work that you've worked with so far?
0: Dude,
2: you can't do
3: that.
1: Mm. Yeah, you know, not my the favorite. Just like favorites. name yeah. one, man.
0: I always I always struggle with that too. When someone asks like who's our favorite podcast guest, I'm like, yeah, they're all they're all great. And I like when I'm tr- like rolling through that train of thought, I'm like. I keep thinking of another one, another one. I'm like, I don't want to like put someone else on as a good but, point. Yeah, This other, like, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm I'm asking, I get, I get what you're saying there. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a hypocritical podcaster. That's what you're looking
2: at. Well, there's a couple of guys that have really cool stories. Like Matt Dumba's got a really cool story. Okay. Um, All right. Like, I'm a
0: big Blackhawks <clears throat> guy, and when Dumba and Andrew Shaw would get, just was, just get after it, I was at the game when they that was just, a battle. That was a battle, and right before that, like just in the in the pregame. Uh, Doomba squirts a water bottle like in Shaw's face when they're crossing uh center ice. And I and like, I was standing there because I got there super early. I was like, oh, this is about it's to go down later. <laughs> <laughs> so you were with Doomba. Um that's Dumba. 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: I well he's so he he and I started working together like pretty early, early into the Unreal career, I guess, like right when we got to St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Um and I learned about his story and it was so cool because it's like he was he was talented, you know, but it was actually he was really talented. But he had so much to to go through to get where he where he's going. He, he's from Canada, um, and then left. I think he left home at age fifteen and like went playing this major junior league with like twenty one year olds. And so you're, he's still put himself putting himself in an underdog position like at every league. And he's kind of had that story all the way up, but like sacrificed, you know, hanging out with his friends and like playing on the the community teams and things like that to really try to take a path to the NHL and it worked you know and that's that's pretty cool to see someone come from that and mm-hmm. go all the way through um there's there's a lot of guys like almost it's surprisingly like, most athletes have these kind of backstories but like Curtis Gabriel is a, is probably a better epitome of what we're talking about he's um he he used to play for the Wild and um now he's with I think New Jersey Devils and so he he's carved his path by like being a fighter and like you know finding a way to to stick around in this league because he's not the most talented guy and he knows that but he's he's talented enough to to play in that league but he does what he has to do to 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 make his payday and that's crazy that's a profession up and down up and down from all these all these you know different leagues and kind of made his way into the nhl and and become a mainstay player because he's just he's battling every day and Mm -hmm. that's that's cool to see in my opinion like a guy that should have no business playing in that league is because he's just he's worked that hard. Like this guy looks at every meal that he eats and like breaks it down to the specific calorie like it's it's insane. Like he makes sure he's in bed by this time so that he can, you know, have his energy levels at this by this time of the day tomorrow and like he's dialed. He's got his his stuff together. Discipline. Yeah, discipline. That's a better word. <laughs> that's so nuts, dude.
0: Are you uh are you able to interact with these guys like, um, day to day? Uh, like what, what is that like, or is it more just on uh, business, yeah, b- business yeah. calls and stuff? And I'm, um, I want to know if they're flying you out to these games and like you're sitting in the suites and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, so, all, that's what we'll make you out to be. Yeah. Flying <laughs> private jets.
2: <laughs> I'm not flying private jets with them. No, but like hanging out with them. Yeah. I mean, they're just normal guys at the end of the day and, sure, and they yeah. want to be treated that way. So, um, that's uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, just like you and me, you know they when it comes to just hanging out at the in their house or whatever that that happens regularly, but no, I mean it's it's not a situation where they're flying me out to you know different games in New
1: York and things like that, I yeah. wish, but maybe one day, mm-hmm. but that's um, sweet any uh any of these uh hockey players do you think they'd be good for the podcast, yeah, I think
2: so, oh um, yeah, I think we should get Jason Zucker on here, you think so, I think so he's got a he's got an incredible story, it's really, well. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean everything he does with with the Give 16 campaign that we were working on. And that's this, right? Just the that is that. Yeah, Yo. that's the bucket. Brought oh, you guys that. a couple. Wait. Designed by a patient in the hospital. That one. No that's way. It's the, the 16th uh, game wow. hat. Yeah,
0: it's phenomenal. It's sick. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Really nice. I hope I don't
2: get in trouble for that. I don't know if we. I, hopefully, those are
1: extras. Sitting around the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> that's sick. Because we, I mean, when we, so we started season three back in. Like middle of February, and what we do is like we challenge, we try and get challenges from all the guests to for people to get on. But one of the ones that we Andrew found right away was Zucker, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it his wife? Uh I Carly think, would be great too. Yeah,
0: I think it was Carly because she was like all I'm, I was on social media just like looking at, it and she just kills it on uh, that platform. Too, um, she's and with all that smart. Stuff.
2: Like yeah. when we were running this Give 16 campaign, she was behind the scenes like like really into this right like Mm -hmm. sending us um well we're going back and forth before we post anything and Mm -hmm. and i'd be like you know maybe we got a discount this one or like you know if he scores a hat trick we'll do like 25 percent off and and like carly's just like nope we're not doing that we're gonna do this and like just gives us a whole nother game plan and she's she's got a really good head on her shoulders in in terms of marketing like i've told her that a couple times she should i thought for sure she did it professionally for a while but I guess not. I mean, she's just naturally gifted in that realm, but it's cool to see, like, kind of a a tag team, you know, a husband and wife like that, that, you know, they're just, they're killing it, man. It's Mm -hmm. fun to watch that. Like, I was over at their house yesterday morning, and it was, like, 9.30 in the morning, and, like, I walk in, and he's got uh, Nick Engblom there, who's, like, our our boy from the hospital or our guy from the hospital. He manages, Mm -hmm. like, all the partnerships and everything. And and he and Nick are getting fitted for suits. I was bringing over like this hat case. I made like this, or my brother and I, the, the carpenter, made this um, hat case that basically holds all the sixteen hats, just like a display for his house. Um, and he had no idea that he was getting this right, so it was like a weird kind of surprise. So I showed up. And I'm like, "Hey man, I got a gift for you. I'm gonna come over and give it to you." And and so I was like, "You better come outside. It's pretty heavy. Like this thing weighs like 250 pounds. Like it's it's a it's a like solid wood, you know, big frame. Frame, yeah." And. And so I show up at this house I'm like, yeah, come outside, take a look at this. And he comes around he's like, oh man, that's, that's cool. But like, uh, like he was kind of shocked at like, where am I going to put it? You know? and, <laughs> and, and I got like my brother and one of his employees there. I'm like, well, I brought these guys with, so like they can hang it up. Cause like, I also thought through like, I'm not just going to give you this 250 pound case and be like, you figure it out from here. You know? So I'm like, it was super invasive, but he ended up like loving it. But we, we were over there, get this thing installed, and, like 30 minutes into installing this, like There was, like, a camera crew of, like, 15 people that walk in and start filming, like, a commercial on Carly's closet, right? And, like, and then we got the newborn babies with grandma and, like, Carly's in and out. It was, like, I can't believe this is your guys' life, dude. It's insane. Like They could have a show. So busy. I was about to say,
1: say, Carly's definitely spawning, like, a reality show. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The Zuckers. Should they they the, should. I don't know if that's the in the pipeline, but they should. The yeah. Zuckers. The Zuckers. <laughs> keeping up with the Zuckers. Oh, you know, we should, uh, if, we, if we do get them on, I'm already crunching ideas. Uh, so we, we're definitely going to have to buy another mic so we can get them both in at the same time. Yes. And then the next thing that we need to do is get them on. And the next thing <laughs> after that would be to have them start a podcast called, like, not definitely not keeping up with the Zuckers, but, like, the we'll, Zu- yeah, we'll a, we'll a, we'll Zucker, a Zucker podcast with Carly bringing on people or oh you yeah know, well I've, would work. I've,
0: I've heard her on um KFan fan a ton oh yeah. she's all okay. yeah, yeah paul yeah. allen all the time yep the and, power Trip. yes and uh i was like i can't believe i have not reached out to her yet because she loves public speaking and she crushes it so super talented
2: at that. yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: god that's amazing we'll say it's in the woodworks yeah it's in yeah the, yeah well, the, the the momentum's there. Yeah. Yeah. There we well, go. I'll put a little
2: pressure on them and see what we can do. All right, that'll be <laughs> fun.
0: Oh yeah. Well, back on to you. Uh we'll get to uh, back pocket core questions and these are questions we ask every guest. The first one is um and what it's what's your average quality? And we frame it in a way something that you do well at times and other times not so well. At the end of the day, it's your average quality. So Michael, what is your average quality?
2: Something I do just very very average. Very I average. could give you a laundry list of things that I do very There average, you go. But, um, I would say, I mean, a couple of things come to mind, work-life balance, like trying to actually balance out having a, a, a life outside of work is definitely something I'm very average at. I mean, it's, it's a challenge. And especially when you're like bootstrapping, trying to, trying to build a business. Um, <clears throat> but a probably a better example, honestly, this might come as a, a, a surprise, but designing clothing, I think like I didn't go to school for fashion. Right. And it is a way bigger challenge than I had ever imagined. Like when I first started, like I said, it was going to be a graphic t-shirt company and it wasn't until like, actually that kind of brings up another point. It was, it was unreal supply. Co. It was the original company name unreal spelled all the way out. And then it was like two months in, I just had this, like well, people started reacting to it. And I had this kind of idea, like let's stop, you know, buying t-shirts and printing graphics on them. Let's create our own products and create our own brand and really make something cool and, and fill the void that, you know, fill this niche. And and so that's kind of the transition and that's that's what we started doing but when I decided that I didn't really think through how am I going to make clothing like I thought it would be pretty simple but it's like building a house man it's like you have what, what's called a tech pack which is like the blueprints essentially of building a, a product and there's like 70 points of measurement on every garment Oh you're kidding No and like you oh. got to make the pattern like make it flat like show where all the like geometrical curves are and then if you tweak one little curve everything is thrown off and mm-hmm. it's, it's such a big challenge. Like, so, um, I'd say that's something that I'm average at honestly. And that, you know, that's something that I'm average at naturally, but like, I, I work so hard to be good at it that like, and I'm just, I would say I'm very like detailed and, and just don't ever want to lose. Like I hate losing more than I love winning. So like releasing a bad product is like literally a knife in my stomach, you know? Mm-hmm. So I put way more time I would say into, into, designing the right product than than most aspects of what we do but um it definitely isn't something that's like super natural to me and i'm I'm not the most talented at it so um it's been a lot of fun though i mean it's it's yeah
0: it's yeah the best part is you recognize it and you're probably like always asking people for oh can this be better you got any advice and that's probably why you've seen success because you're humble enough to be like i know i want to be the best and i'm gonna need other people to just say what they got and hopefully you can work through that
1: I, uh, I saw, mm, totally. I, I recognize that big time and honestly big props to you for like, I love how when we've had guests in the past answer that same way where we had like a DJ on one time and he was like, my average quality is DJing, like I need to be better at DJing and that's yeah. like the problem that I continue to try and solve every single day and I could totally see that in you but I saw that when you were, uh, it was on your Instagram story I think last week and you were looking at like a quarter zip and the design of the shoulder. And you're like, oh, that looks exactly like ours. Like, it, well, I don't think it was <laughs> yours at the time, but no. I was like, this kid's attention to detail, like, I could see, like, that makes him tick. Attention to detail. Yeah. It's funny that you bring that up.
2: Like, my employees literally roast me all the time because like i dissect everything right like (laughs) i'm a spreadsheet guy like i'm always you know i'm I'm analytical i'm always just trying to get to the bottom of everything and and so it's that could be a little bit of a curse too at times you know when you're trying to explain something simple i like way overthink it i'm the same way but that travis matthews thing that one that one rubbed me the wrong way dude like i saw that that quarter zip on my instagram it popped up on a sponsored post Mm. and i look at it i'm like that is my quarter zip like that is a product that we designed two years ago and we still sell it, and it's like identical. I don't know if you looked like how close that was. Like every cut was exactly the same, like from the finest details. that like, we put these little seams in the shoulder, and they yeah, have no it, function. It,
1: it had like the uh, the two seams, right? Kind of yeah. like the opening coming where the collarbone is.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like there's no function for that cut. It's literally just aesthetic. And really, it was just ripped off to a T. And then the side panels, how like it kind of cuts out a little bit, and it's like that's kind of more of a slimming effect. But it was. That Was to a T, and like even the color of the garment was it was the same navy as what we have. And I was like showing um Danny in our office, I was showing her this image of the you know, I screenshot, I'm like, this is this is BS, man! Like, they just literally ripped off our product. And and she was like, you know, flabbergasted looking at it, she's like, that's literally exactly the same. And then that was my first time seeing that shirt in real life, so. I had to put him on blast. Yeah. <laughs> Did a quick little story, real original, Travis Matthews. Because
0: <laughs> yeah. there's no like, you have no rights to a certain cut. Like they can, they can rip off any anyone can rip <clears throat> off anyone. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's just kind of the way it works in this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's just like with Declan does comedy, and like you can steal jokes, and like it's just you can do that. But everyone, once you get caught doing it, <clears throat> you're just blacklisted. or is it blacklisted? Is that the right term for? It? Yeah. Oh yeah. Or just yeah, like in, like the term for being removed from something exactly blacklisted yeah, yeah. blacklisted like comedy <laughs> clothing it. yeah they they're words guy. <laughs> like they, <laughs> if, i'm a podcaster <laughs> but i'm not a words guy
1: <laughs> if, if you to steal joke and coffee, um you know that scene from game of thrones where uh the girl's walking through um god what's the uh place where the, the evil girl cersei lives right now yeah uh, she king's walks land king's landing she's walking out of king's landing. shame Shame. shame yeah, shame. yeah, yeah it's shame. pretty much what it is Naked. Yeah. yeah once someone calls up like hey that's joe rogan's and everyone gets up you know everyone knows the role are you speaking yeah. from
2: experience has this happened
1: no i've did seen it did you steal it. joe rogan's joke no i, I would never
2: <laughs> i would never do that dude he's the man dude he's got some good stand-ups the ones oh, i watch on does. netflix yeah. are hilarious
1: we were uh we were with the stationary astronaut yesterday he asked us this question do you listen to a lot of joe rogan podcasts or do you uh,
2: here and there yeah it was
1: like uh Who's, I guess, do you, do you listen to a lot of podcasts or who's like a big influential tool, um, right no, now? Podcasts, podcasts, just podcasts in yeah. general. Like do you have a, um,
2: I don't have any like heavy hitters that I like always am, am checking out. Like, besides, um, besides you guys. Okay. Yeah. I have been watching, or, yeah, watching and listening to your guys really? quite a bit. Awesome. Thanks. Um, but it's always kind of just sporadic. Like I'm always grabbing like business tips and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. mostly, mostly when I'm getting, getting on a flight. Like I seriously don't, I never have time for like even audiobooks and stuff like that. It's yeah. just, I can't like focus on what's being said and work at the same time, so yeah. it's a, it's a battle. But, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, I pull like you know some Simon Sinek stuff and and you know yeah. some different influential people for sure.
0: Yeah, Hell yeah, love Simon Sinek the, the, the golden the circle yeah 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 we harp that all day long start with why start with why absolutely <laughs> what's uh and that goes perfect with my next question there you go yeah, yeah. danny has um, got it this uh, kid's got uh, this kid's on it it's so not we, a words guy but a yeah. <laughs> uh, <the> next <laughs> the, knows the, when the next question timing. is supposed to come thank you um so we asked you what's your average quality and this is the next question is what's in your back pocket and this is something you carry around in your back pocket when pressures becoming and stress and anxiety is rising and you need to overcome it. And this is something that Michael just holds in. You just have it ready. Uh, so what is in your back pocket, Michael? <clears throat>
3: well,
2: I mean, we're, we're in that situation. It seems like on a weekly basis where it's like, you know, there's a, a last minute project thrown at us and it's like, we need this by next week and we got a million other things to get done and, and, you know, there's always those struggles of just like being back against the wall, and like you know, you get that anxiety, and that's the worst. But I think one thing that that's definitely like helped helped um, me get to where I am, and like helped, I guess, our company get to you know get to where we are and maintain where where we are is just being very patient with the decisions and and being very very calculated in what we do, and not. I mean, even when it's a good thing, right? Like even when you have these huge opportunities, um, I'm typically not the guy to like just get an emotional reaction out of, and like. Dive in and like tell you, like, yes, I'll do it 100%. You know, it's, I'm a, I'm a little more like, just like, okay, cool. Like, let me think about it for a second and, and, and we'll come up with a, a game plan for you and, and, and we'll execute it. But, um, just kind of having the, the patience and, and foresight to, to not bite off more than you, you can chew, you know? Mm. Um, I think that's definitely one of the things that's, that's in my back pocket. Um, but I hear you guys ask this question all the time, and I think it was like TJ Lavin, maybe, that was on here, who's the man, by the way. Like oh, I oh grew yeah. up watching the challenge. Same oh yeah,
0: childhood. I still watch it. I was I impressed loved, when yeah. I saw him on
2: here. <laughs> but I think he might have been the guy that asked it. But what's what's in your back pocket? Has anyone ever came back and asked you that? Mm. Oh hell, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he might ask, "What's next?" Right? Like you yeah. guys have the podcast going, yeah. And is it, is are, is this it? Like, are you guys going to take this? to the moon or is there other ambitions
0: the thing that we're hitting home is the audience that we're building right now we're starting to find ways to utilize it and and grow together through everything that's going on whether that's using like social media as kind of like just a gateway into something that we didn't know or just like the people like yourself um and nick that we just mentioned stationary astronaut being with these people um we're all growing and and doing it in a way that we want to do it with unison And we see we want to help each other, and I think that's where the back pocket's headed. We're dominating the sandbox, and we're doing it with each other. And I think that's pretty damn cool.
1: Yeah, and it's it's like the social butterflies. It's the Unreals. It's the Stationary Astronauts. It's all these people in the cities that are all you know, like incrementally just getting better. And one thing that I um, I we're finding as a podcast, like we post nine times a day on social media, and that's not like or not nine times a day, nine times a week. Oh, a man. week we have one post at least don't every get ahead of yourself <laughs> Not yeah right. nine, nine, nine times, times, times a day, day no, like that's stupid but we <laughs> maybe on insta stories insta stories yeah maybe yeah um but we post we like we're very consistent with our content and the reason we're able to stay so consistent is because we have these conversations for an hour at least with someone who's just doing great things and then we chop that up into little bits but the podcast what we were starting to realize is like we put money into it we put you know production value into it and what's coming is like it's a fuel source for so many other things it's fuel source for having awesome conversations first and foremost it's a fuel source for social media for us right building our brand but it's also a fuel source for you you're Tell coming me. on your story you're telling your full story kind of start to finish this long form conversation where people can buy into it right like if you where to go on uh care 11 like just like nine nine news or something three right minutes get your three minutes your five minutes yep. and you're like hey i'm i'm michael jordan and i run it i i sell these clothes like people be like okay cool like what else like right. you know they it's very it's so service level but for here they can see where it started and they can see where you're at now mm-hmm. and, and make that connection and really understand okay I'm, i really see what unreal is now i want to go like I want to follow these guys at least. And then, Oh man, that's a dope hoodie. Right? Totally. Well, yeah. it's a like-minded audience, right? Everyone, exactly. everyone
2: that's following the back pocket is going through the same, you know, the same things that I have, that I have gone through, or I'm currently going through. And right. so I think it's more important to really discuss kind of like the, the downfalls really than, than necessarily the, the wins because exactly everybody's got, everybody's got the downfalls too. And mm-hmm. it's, it's cool that you guys have such a targeted audience, right? Like all the movers and shakers in the cities that are doing something and well way beyond the cities is your audience. But yeah, I mean I think it's it's an unbelievable demographic that you're creating and I think the sky's the limit with what you can do with it, you know? Right. And whether it's just I mean, continuing this and being the biggest podcast or I don't know, doing a marketing agency or whatever it is that you guys yeah. have in your back pocket. That's yeah, what I was yeah. trying to uncover here. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs>
1: I guess what's in like personally what's in my back pocket is the ability or like the passion to have a conversation i just love it and i was thinking about this last night i was watching Endgame, and my emotions were going with avengers the Endgame. game yep. and i was thinking of this idea like oh like i love having these conversations like i'm starting to get into like emailing a ton of guests and like we're trying to get on some you know shoot for the stars type thing yeah but i was like instead of asking for them to come on the show why don't i show my passion for conversation and ask if i can like go and have a conversation with people and then like do a challenge tour. So like pick a city like LA and then we know a couple people who have podcasts in LA and then basically like challenge ourselves to get on their podcast and just be like, Hey, look, we, I mean, we ran, we run this podcast, but we want to just have like a conversation with you. Call it the challenge tour.
2: That's sweet, man. What do you think think about that? that? The challenge. He's
1: just hearing about this now. I I don't know. I wrote. I wrote it down last night. Like, think about if we literally just take like two vacation days, a Thursday, Friday, go there, like, and do one podcast a day, and then head out.
0: This man came at me at like twelve (laughs) thirty last night. He's like, "Yo, I got this idea." Like wide eyed, right? I go. I just go, "Hey, hey, write that down. Write it down. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow." (laughs) Right now, and so I, <laughs> I was so like, I go to my room. Yeah, so I
1: goes to the room and <laughs> I, I was, open my, up yeah. my uh, my new woodchuck journal I have, and on the front title it says, "The world needs your fucking ideas." I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know, crack it open, grab my pen. I was like, let's get to work, let's get these ideas out. But yeah, I mean, that's I I don't know what it is, dude. I just freaking love it, and I. Well, it's it's learning. On, it's yeah. it's fun. All that I have a will, I have a blast you, with it. It'll yeah.
0: take you a lot
2: farther than you think if you keep following that passion for sure. Absolutely, but you're going to need a really good pitch in order to get on their podcast because they're probably going to think you're coming on to like steal their thunder, right? Or, like to yeah. get their following to follow you. Mm-hmm. So mm. figure out your pitch is my advice there. Yeah. Oh, gotta like You problem. gotta swindle it a little, little bit, you know?
1: I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah you got tough. it in you. Yeah, we, we got it in us. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I know this this wasn't a me thing. This was an us thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to... Uh, hey, Andrew, uh, can you take oh, I thought you were doing it. No, All the posts, no, posts for the week. Uh, be, I'm, do it. To do I'm it. going to I'll L.A. The, I'm going to do this challenge there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's in your back pocket,
0: dude? Um, I was going to just roll with the thing that I can carry and the thing that can hurt me, but I, I love trying to balance it, and as I can get so focused and so serious about something and it just evolves. And sometimes it hurts me and I get too lost in it and then I get negative or something. But I think having that in my back pocket and knowing how to use my ability to just focus, hyper-focus on something is pretty beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's, that's what it takes to yeah. really get something to the next level. I mean, so many people have these ideas and then it's like, well, I'm out of the next idea three weeks later, you know, and being able to be very hyper-focused is definitely, I mean, that's, you, you need it in order to get anywhere in, in, in the world, like. I'm, I'm surprised at myself that I'm still like, I have no ambition to really like to, to start a different thing. You know, I'm so invested in what we're doing at unreal that it's like, I've never been that hyper-focused on anything in my life, let alone the same company for, for the last six years. And, and it's not like uh like, nine to five in and out kind of thing it's you know it's taken over my life but it's i love it man it's i i kind of have that uh, similar similar trait where you can lock in and, and be locked in for a long time so yeah, forever. Cool. forever yeah I forever. St- forever i started, I started like a, <laughs> forever i was starting to feel like
1: that too just with how much just chopping up so much content all the time and i was like all right how much time like am i actually spending on this stuff a week like i need to put some metrics to it so i can you know block that appropriate time out each week Yep, i was spending like eight to ten hours per episode just doing the chopping and editing um start to finish okay so, and that's uh, there's a lot more to it uh, but whether it's like it's listening, chopping and editing chopping chopping and editing for the most part and then uploading and then uploading but yeah. writing descriptions making all the posts the meta yeah. keywords everything yeah. meta keywords right and you know, i even listen to the full native audio so what's up declan how you doing yeah. um but it's it's ridiculous I don't, it's not ridiculous i, I love it but it, i just started trying to figure out you know what that's all about yeah it's kind of nuts so you didn't have any experience with that prior to starting this
0: no he's a mechanical engineer and well, <laughs> i'm like a management business guy what a combo yeah and two conversationalists not at first not you. No, no neither no, of, none us. of us. Neither. We, we were, were so, Oh, we were so um, it bad. Was, it was a so brute... how did
2: it start then? Like, what was like? Oh, let's start a podcast. We don't know anything about talking to people or making videos. What we were like, we're
0: gonna do something funny with politics, and <laughs> and we hashed this brain. We had like a three-hour brainstorm session, and we like ran out of ideas. We're like we're not doing politics and he's like, his mom called and was like, don't do politics
1: for and the love of God. Yeah. Don't do politics. <laughs> Cause this was <laughs> so, yeah, like right when the election was by happening. By half the country. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
0: we dropped that ball pretty quickly and then we're like, let's do like the part of my take, like average knucklehead guys. Cause they can do it. We can too. Type mentality. Yep. But we're going to do it uh, more. So just like less sports related, less like just overboard. And we're going to take it from like a, hum- uh, the average part as a humility part. And, uh, as, a, and a, as a curiosity part, and we were talking to pr- our friends and then professors and then using social media to reach out to people. In the early stages, we had this like little um, room mic that just picked up all the audio. So if you listen to like early season two and all of season one, it's... You can yeah. hear like
2: Declan doing the dishes downstairs. And stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, our, our friends like <laughs> sc- screaming, playing Halo and NHL like in the in the living room. Yeah, it was priceless.
1: As you're yeah. like interviewing a priest, you just hear a oh,
0: fuck.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, all right. Yeah. Like we did uh, an interview one time during the draft uh what was that like two years ago i'm still trying to figure out what episode that was but people were just yelling for every single pick and it was like oh my god (laughs) and you had to shut it down yeah to shut that down it was so funny But we
0: just figured it out and like we sent you four questions on the um the google calendar thing and that's all that we have to do now for us to feel comfortable like those four questions Let the guests know that there's going to be something there that's going to be talked about. And we used to send the guests like 25 questions and we're like, and only ask those and be looking at our phones. And we've just been able to comfortably feel out who you are and just be curious and ask questions that have relative answers.
2: Yeah, I think it just gets way more natural at that point. I think the four questions you have are are very good. I mean, they're they get they got me thinking for sure,
0: definitely. all right Yeah, yeah. and that's the goal. And the two questions that we were going to ask you was, oh, we're only halfway through. Yeah, that's right. can. Well, it was. Can, can you challenge us with a guest? And if you have another one, please share. But Zucker Carl Zucker's Zucker, is a good starting yeah, place. Both Zucker's. Now it's an awesome starting place. Is there anyone else? Um.
2: Yeah, one of my good friends. Um. Grew up playing hockey with him and he's um his name's cj cease um spelled like seuss like dr seuss but pronounced cease um he was he was playing hockey at mankato you might know him yeah. um and then he was the wcha player of the year did really well um definitely has the underdog story you know grew up like you know not a wealthy family or anything like that but just like found a way to succeed in, in every sport you know i think he was actually better at baseball than he was at hockey and And so I've always been very inspired by him and now he's made it to the pros and like, he's playing with Winnipeg now, but he, um, he called me up, like, was it back in February and and said, Hey man, like, I want to start this, um, like nonprofit. Um, I'm going to call it Swift S W Y F T say what you feel, say what you think. So the F and the T are like two in the same. Mm -hmm. And, and it's going to be just like about, you know, raising awareness for mental health. And, um, you know, I want to start up like kind of like a t-shirt company and like, Put that logo on and i actually drew the logo and he like sends it over to me i'm, I'm expecting like crayon drawing like that's what most athletes are sending me with their ideas but this was like dialed like he he made a legit logo and it looks like a, a graphic that would be on like a Paxon t-shirt or something like very well put together and so i'm like dude nice like i re you know just like digitized it for him and like put it on a t-shirt and so we've been, we've been chatting quite a bit lately about, um, about getting this whole, this whole foundation up and going, and I think it's such a cool initiative, and he's just got an incredible story. So I think he'd be another great one. Um,
1: nice. That's freaking awesome.
2: Yeah, I think he'd be a great
1: guest. Um, is he a local guy? Or is he st- you said he's in Winnipeg?
2: Yeah, but he's back in the summer now, so now would be a good time to get him. Uh, all right. He's in Forest Lake. Or no, he grew up in Forest Lake, but he's living over in um, St. Louis Park right now.
0: Right on. Oh, frick, yeah. Thank you for that. We accept your challenge. We accept, <laughs> yeah. and we accept all challenges, dude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the other question is, we usually put the ball in your court and ask a question. Uh, you have, and if Asking that question of what's in our back pocket, if that's the one then we can move on to the next one. But is there anything else you'd like to ask?
2: Well, that was a good question, but I think, well, one, one thing I was curious about is, did you start this in college or was this an after college venture?
0: Junior year, second semester. Nice. Yeah. So we went through three semesters in college playing football and trying to figure out life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we the average podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's so funny, dude. I just always remember like we, uh, we work out at 6am in the morning, like in the morning. Yep. Uh, for football workouts, Andrew and I, and then we'd go from football workouts to um like the cafeteria. Do you guys still work out that early? Uh, yeah, yeah. We if work out it. We some. work out at Alter. Nice sponsor. You know, they're, sponsor. they're sponsor. We yeah. work out. Not there a plug. <laughs> <many>. <laughs> Not but, love to plug them. Yeah. 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 If you are you around here? Like you live around here? I live in St. Paul downtown. Okay, okay. Uh, it might be kind of a hike for him to get to Alter. Then it's in downtown Minneapolis, North Loop. It's okay. a boutique
0: hit fitness place. And it's like 30 people in a room, and it's like high intensity interval training. And you just go hard for 50 minutes. Oh, uh, it sounds like I would get my ass kicked there. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's giving each it. other high. Five. Yes. <laughs> no, come try. Free week. Free week. Yeah, Free week. Come us. work out. Yeah. On, on, you guys,
1: on, yeah. Your, on the back pocket. Do I just tell them I know the back pocket? Guys? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 We got you. Perfect. Right. Yeah. We got you, man. <laughs> but, uh, oh, dude, what was your question? No, we, oh, we were we talking. Oh, yeah. We were, sorry. Yeah. We were working out, and we would go and just like chop up back pocket stuff. And it was like, first six weeks we had no idea what the hell we were doing and back then it was like kind of hard to put a podcast on on itunes that was like the goal and it took us forever and is that uh, a chat is that a big process to get on itunes not, not anymore. anymore okay so that's the thing now it's like now you just host on anchor.fm and you can like create an account and it uploads it to 13 other platforms for you Sweet. well it looks yeah. super
2: legit I yeah mean, like the, you have the cover photo and everything like that I mean, absolutely it's, yeah it's
1: official thank you yeah it it was that first summer though i think is when we really started to figure it out we would we would basically like we didn't really have many guests at the time so we were just like interviewing friends and stuff and just trying to find as many different people to get on but we were we probably put out four or five podcasts in that first 16 weeks a semester of that semester and then that summer we did like 10 or 12 weeks straight like before football camp and like when we got in that rhythm of like okay this is how the turnover goes. This is how we do it. And we just started kind of more refining it, more refining it. And then by the time we started season two, we were at least posting every single day for an episode on Instagram. We were recording every single week and we recorded 45 straight weeks last year.
2: That's crazy, man. I'm impressed by your output. Like, I think that was the first thing I asked you guys was like, how many of these episodes do you guys put out in a month? And you said 12 in a month, right? Yep. That's impressive. That's a lot of, it's yeah. a lot of recording, a lot of chopping and editing. <laughs>
0: a lot of chopping it on. is we got three this weekend we're stoked about it oh yeah. my gosh what yeah. else is coming on this weekend we're doing marketing intern spotlights and those are some of our favorites uh all of them are our favorites but these ones are friends or listeners of the podcast that want to come on our show and, sweet yeah and th- th- that's our tuesday show how do you pick them uh they usually a lot of them reach out to us and we're yeah. like hey can I just cut? I, I really I don't I don't think I have a story, but I want to talk. And we're like, you have a story, just come on <laughs> the show. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll dig in. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. They're so, so much fun because yeah.
1: you they they get it. They understand the expectation, or not the expectation, but they understand our vibe, just like you do. Like you could easily be a Marky intern spotlight, but you're just more your demographic and your draw and what you're doing is more like a dominate the sandbox. So we put you on Monday, but sweet, yeah. So congrats, thank you. <laughs> um, but it, it is kind of fun because like. When, when someone comes in and they're like, I want to get this off my shoulders, like I want to put this out there, it becomes like such an awesome conversation. And It's just like all we got to do is listen. Yeah, you right? just got to keep poking a little bit, you know? Right, figure out what they want to talk unwind about. Unwind the person. Yeah.
0: Maybe, <laughs> grab a, maybe grab a fresh log because the, the, the conversations get into a, a, a lull and
1: you fire it back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> a grab a couple of croys, you know, whatever. Yeah. I usually get the lighter fluid. I throw it on there, Andrew, just match. Yeah. Boy, boy, <laughs> blow it out. But- so
2: what's the ultimate goal? Is it to eventually quit your, your main jobs or your day jobs and then do this full time? Is that? Are you okay to say that? I guess that might be an unfair question, since mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if your bosses are listening or not. Yeah.
0: Well, I work freelance, and I'm trying to make this my full time job with learning. Awesome. What, uh, yeah, his his name's Caleb. He's his He, he came on the show already Caleb he was last
1: week. Yeah, he's season two, three, episode twelve. Yeah, we just had him on, and yeah. uh, and that and that episode title's uh, just figured that one out. Reciprocal altruism. Altruism. There it is. I'm lost. What?
0: Reciprocal altruism. Altruism is uh, uh, giving. Um, like, uh, it's like just giving uh, of yourself. Yep. And reciprocal is return. Right. So uh, you give um, without the expectation of anything in return. And usually that will lead to something in return. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay, got it. That was the title of the episode and the theme of it? Yes. Yeah. yes. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really cool.
0: Uh, and that's what he's kind of doing with me right now. Yeah. I'm kind of his, like, uh, apprentice
1: yeah that's he's, awesome. He's a Padawan it's a Padawan. insane. It's, it's, another it's fun to watch this kid grow. Yeah. Have
0: you worked a like a traditional desk job after college? I worked at United Healthcare for one month and then I worked at a marketing agency uh, as kind of like an intern because I had no marketing like tangible experience outside of the back pocket for five months. okay yeah impressive.
2: Yeah. so you went quick. you got on on your own quick yeah that's cool yeah that's it's a We're risk moving dude, here. for sure I mean it's a big <laughs> risk but congratulations think, on that that's yeah. huge.
1: And to, to answer your question, I mean, I graduated with mechanical engineering degree, got my... It's a lot of schooling. Yeah. And then just went right into engineering right away. And like, I like it. I think it's great. And I take all the opportunities I possibly can. It's funny. Like I am on a job site and 35 of the guys have back pocket uh, sticker, hard hat stickers, which what? is hilarious. Oh yeah. That's they, so sweet. People out- talk about the podcast there all the time, but um, I... I, I basically just answer like I'm presently happy like PCL. I call them the biggest sponsor of my life right now. Like they can they help me so I can like operate my life stress free. If it comes to the time where the back pocket can do that same thing for me. Of course, I'm going to go and take that opportunity. It's the only time where I'm going to be able to take that opportunity and you know that's that at that point is the reality just like you dropped out of school because you had that mlg offer which is like that is an opportunity i cannot pass up right and then once we get to that point you know stay patient like you do like you do yeah right totally see what happens don't be in a rush i mean that
2: yeah especially if you can comfortably do both i mean there's not many like startup businesses where you can do that so like this is a pretty you're pretty fortunate to have a startup company which i mean you guys are growing a huge following but The fact that you're able to do that kind of after hours, after nine to five, is Mm -hmm. is awesome. I mean, that's. I eventually had to quit the real estate appraisals because it was, you can't spend nine to five, you know, at another job and also take care of business with what you have going on. So I agree. I think you know it it can get to that point, but like just the way today's day and age is. I mean, you guys are probably connected with most people on on Instagram DMs, right? Oh yeah. So you can kind of do that. It works better late night. I would think that any time any other time. Oh yeah, you're hundred
0: percent right. It, it is cool. tough. It's though. a beautiful thing coming home it and is. working and trying to figure our way through it. Uh, it. It's hard, but we have a blast doing it uh, we're and we're blessed. Yeah. And we can tell you've had a blast just learning through all of the things that you've been through. Um, and I just want to say thank you for joining the back pocket. Like yeah, this has man. been an incredible uh, conversation and journey to hear your story. And we'll finish with one last question. Okay. It's a simple question. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up? It's when we're having this conversation.
2: This is the only one I didn't I didn't, didn't actually yeah. figure it out. Um let's see here. Well, I learned that you're a mechanical engineer and, and that you're a businessman. Mm-hmm. But um let's see. One thing that one thing that I took away today from a... Uh, well actually you know what? We shot that commercial this after or this evening and that was like I'm I don't do a lot of media stuff, so that was that was kind of fun to do, but it was um that was that was a learning experience of its own. Like just learning how to how to speak into a microphone. Like I just learned here today, and like learning how to you know keep your eyes on the camera and and you know body language and things like that. Which is mine is not very good right now, but um, it doesn't need
1: to be, dude. You're sitting on a nice
2: sectional. Yeah, this thing is lovely, actually. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Um, review. But just sort of getting more comfortable with with that whole process, and and that's been that's been fun for me because like it's not natural, you know. It probably took you guys a little bit of time to get a little more comfortable with. You know, being on the microphone and being on camera. And so, um, getting a little more practice doing that and learning from Brandon has been you know, really, really fun and exciting. And so, um, kind of learning how to, you know, talk and, and shape, shape, uh, you know, an image and, and, and have a, you know, kind of a presence on social media and things like that. That's just been totally on the wayside for me for a long time. Like trying to keep up with my personal social media and stuff is just not a priority. So it's been fun kind of learning some of that stuff. And, and that was kind of a focus today. So. Right Dude,
1: on, man! Congratulations, you're you're crushing it. We're excited to see where you go and have you on in you know a couple months here and see what happens. Yeah, see how you keep. We'll do growing. a follow up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been a blast.
3: <laughs>